health is so important, but yet it can be so frustrating. I, like most people, have been frustrated with my health care and said there must be something better. After many years of looking, I found Ayurveda. Hi, my name is Linda Rowe, the Backwoods Yogini. Come along with me as I help unravel the benefits of an Ayurvedic lifestyle and show you how simple and beneficial it is to take back control of your health. It's time for Pure and Simple Ayurveda. Hey, welcome back to Pure and Simple Ayurveda with the Backwoods Yogini. I'm Linda Rowe, your host. Hey, did you get a good night's sleep? What does that feel like? Do you often feel well-rested after a night's sleep or not so much? We'll explore sleep from the context of Ayurveda in today's podcast, Good Night, Sleep Tight. Thanks for joining me. Your homework from last podcast was to try some of the morning routine practices. I heard from some of you. You were really liking that warm oil massage known as Abhyanga. Our vocab word for today, A-B-H-Y. A-N-G-A. It's such a nurturing practice, both for men and for women alike. We're not just making the skin feel soft. We need good, healthy fats in our system. And as the oil seeps in, it gets digested by the skin. The deeper tissues utilize the components in the oil, and especially the nervous system. It's really great for the nervous system. So thank you all for sharing. The last podcast, we learned the morning routine sets us up for the day. When we feel grounded and calm, we don't feel anxious or scattered. The morning routine is something the body and mind, made up of elements, can resonate with and keep the doshas, the vata, pitta, and kapha, balanced. These practices are about supporting a balanced being. And a good morning routine is supported by a good sleep routine. There are four pillars of Ayurveda. We've been talking about the first one proper digestion, which translates into proper transformation of food and also of thoughts and emotions. The pillar we focus on today is proper sleep. Ayurveda includes every aspect of our life, and it says sleep is considered to be as important as digestion to our health. Sleep imbues the body with happiness and longevity. So take a moment to reflect on the quality of your sleep. What time do you go to bed? Do you have a sleep routine? Do you sleep soundly? Are you easily awakened? How do you feel upon rising? Do you feel rested or groggy? Can you wake up without an alarm clock? Sleep is the time when the body restores and heals itself. A couple of podcasts back, I shared the Ayurvedic clock with you. In talking about digestion, I mentioned the good eating times of the day. So let's go over the other parts of that clock. The 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. is kapha time. Kapha is that earth and water elements with the gunas of being cold, heavy, and stable. So this is the time of the day that's our wind-down time. We typically begin to feel tired a little bit after we eat. Um, Maybe even we feel heavy, but many of us kind of fight it. We push through it. And also with electricity and lights, we can fool the body to stay awake. But this is really the time we should be making our way to bed in the latter half of this time, between 9 and 10, so that we are asleep, ideally, by 10 p.m. The 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. time is pitta time. Pitta is the fire and a little bit of water. 
with gunas of being hot, light, and dry. So many of us have noticed that if we stay awake long enough, we get that second wind and we can stay up longer. While this might seem like a cool feature in our minds, we are actually abusing our overdrive function. 10 to 2, this 10 p.m. to 2 a.m., is the time for the body and the mind to rest. The liver does a lot of its work at night, kind of like night cleaners in a building. So if there's a party going on in the digestive tract, the liver can't clean up properly, and so ALMA gets produced. The 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. time is, of course, vata time of the day. So we have the elements of air and space with characteristics of being light, cold, and dry. So it's typically a serene, quiet, peaceful time in the morning, and it's considered a great time to meditate, contemplate, pray, or study spiritual reading as this lighter energy supports that kind of practice. So getting up by 6 a.m.-ish is typically the best time to rise, Not to say it's the only time some of us will feel better getting up earlier while others might need extra time. In the U.S. and perhaps some other Western countries, we experience a lack of good sleep. Lack of quality sleep will over time create distress and disturbance in the body and mind. In Ayurveda, sleep is an important function to overall health. Poor sleep can be in part due to, but not limited to, excessive exercise, excess travel and noise, overconsumption of raw foods, constipation, or bloating, hot weather, too much sour taste, or citrus foods, or spicy foods, hyperacidity in the digestion, snoring, restless leg syndrome, breathlessness, and overeating of heavy foods. So before I offer you a sleep routine to try, I want to let you know a couple of things. One is that Many people are, as I said, already sleep-deprived. So the main objective for them would be to allow the body, when they can take the time to do this, to allow the body to sleep as long as it's needed and let it come back to balance. It will do that if we are able to take a period of time uh, off where we're not dictated by that alarm clock. So we don't want to try to fit a tired, stressed mind and body into the suggested routine that I'll be offering. Two, if you work a second or third shift and you have difficulty with sleep, some people can adapt to this schedule, but most people can't. I would suggest, actually, an ongoing meditation practice. This um, concept of second and third shift working is really troubling for Ayurveda because anything to be done short of changing the shift time will only be band-aids that may or may not work long time. It's a real struggle to find a balance with working these shifts. And meditation practice can kind of cut, take the edge off a little bit on that. And the third point I want to share is that there are other factors to consider that I will not have time to go over. So even this routine would be best accompanied by other measures and practices as suggested by an Ayurvedic doctor or practitioner. So some of us have difficulty falling asleep. This is a vata imbalance. You get caught up in replaying your day and you can't detach, so you won't fall asleep or your sleep will be very light and you'll wake up tired. Another sleep issue is early morning awakenings. This is from a pitta imbalance, where you fall asleep fine, but then you wake up around 2, between 2 and 4 a.m. and you can't get back to sleep. Your mind starts racing and thinking. 
And lastly, you might sleep long and soundly but still feel exhausted upon wakening. And this is a kapha sleep issue. You continue to feel lethargic through the day even. The basic routine I will share is a foundation for all three of these. But if you were to talk with an Ayurvedic doctor or a practitioner, they might add some additional suggestions. So the basic routine is this. It's best to start or to start 30 minutes before heading to bed and give yourself a warm sesame oil massage. That abhyanga. You can do the abhyanga first thing in the morning. You can do it before you go to bed. It depends, and you need to practice to see which one works for you. But in this case, if you really want to get calm before bed, this uh, oil massage and a warm bath or shower after applying the oil is really going to set you up for a good night's sleep. You want to take three-quarter cup of warm milk with two pinches of nutmeg and one pinch of cardamom and sip this slowly. And I gave this recipe, I think, in one of the first two podcasts. And then head to bed by about 9.30ish so that you can be asleep by 10 p.m. You want to avoid caffeine, alcohol, drugs, and smoking. And this is uh, not just before bed, but any time is best uh, to improve your sleep. You can try some gentle yoga and breath practices to further settle the body and mind before heading to bed. And to cut back or stop using computers, tablets, phones, TV, 30 to 60 minutes before bed. As we get stimulated by uh, all that visual and um, auditory uh, stimuli. So it's best to kind of wind down on that. Sufficient sleep relieves stress and anxiety. It promotes metabolic waste removal. Sleep also facilitates learning and memory skills. It's good to cultivate an awareness of your sleep habits so you can make the appropriate adjustments. What aspect of life is dependent on sleep? Every aspect of life is dependent on sleep. This information is strictly for educational purposes only and not to be considered medical advice. Always seek first the advice of your primary care physician and a qualified wellness professional before considering any new regimen. The assignment for this podcast is to become aware of your evening routine and how you feel upon awakening. If you experience any of the imbalances, try the evening routine suggestions. Podcast number eight, we will look at the mind through the Ayurvedic lens. I'm calling it Garbage In, Garbage Out. And I'll leave you with Mindful Minute number 64. When you do what you've always done, you get what you've always got. Have a great day. Bye-bye.